Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, July 31st, 2022. This service was recorded on July the 24th, 2022, seventh Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lecturer is Carol Hagen. And thank you to Pastor Wade and Liz Reddy for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. Well, welcome to this seventh Sunday after Pentecost. We continue with our service with Thanksgiving at the font. And so I invite you to turn to page 71 in the front of your hymnal. I know it says 97, but I made a last-minute change. And so if you'll turn to page 71 in the front of your hymnal under prayers for worship... We'll begin with Roman numeral four. Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, we give you thanks for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and you created the heaven and the earth. By your gift of water you nourish and sustain us in all living things. Blessed be God, now and forever. By the waters of the flood you condemned the wicked and saved those for whom you had chosen, Noah and his family. You led Israel by a pillar of cloud and fire through the sea out of slavery into freedom of the promised land. Blessed be God, now and forever. In the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By the baptism of his own death and resurrection, your beloved son has set us free from the bondage of sin and death and has opened the way to joy and freedom of everlasting life. He made water a sign of the kingdom and of the cleansing and rebirth in obedience to his command to make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit so that those who are, that are here baptized may be given new life. Wash away the sin of all those who have been cleansed by this water and bring forth the, as an inheritance of your glorious kingdom. To you be given the praise and honor and worship through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Our service continues on page 184 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Will you join with me in the reading of the prayer of the day on this seventh Sunday after Pentecost? Almighty and ever-living God, you are always more ready to hear than we are to pray, and you gladly give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us your abundant mercy. Forgive us those things that weigh our conscience, and give us those good things that come only through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's word. Good morning. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 18, verses 20 through 32. The Lord said, How great is the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah! How very grave their sin! I must go down and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me, and if not, I will know. 
So the men turned from there and went toward Sodom while Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham came near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not forgive it for the 50 righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom 50 righteous in the city, I will forgive the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered, Let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord, I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the fifty righteous are lacking. Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Again he spoke to him, Suppose forty are found there. He answered, For the sake of forty, I will not do it. Then he said, Oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak. Suppose 30 are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. He said, let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 are found there. He answered, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak just once more. Suppose 10 are found there. He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 through 15 and 16 through 19. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding and thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness in him who is the head of every ruler and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a spiritual circumcision by putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with him when he forgave us all our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands. He set this aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public example of them, triumphing over them in it. Therefore, do not let anyone condemn you in matters of food and drink or of observing festivals, new moons, or Sabbaths. These are only a shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Do not let anyone disqualify you, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels, dwelling on visions puffed up without cause by human way of thinking, and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows with the growth that is from God. The word of the Lord. Our service continues with the gospel acclamation. You'll find this on page 188. I invite the congregation to please rise.
Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus was praying in a certain place. And after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me, the door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Is there anyone among you who, if a child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, you will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, I'm going to invite uh, the children forward, if we could do that. Uh, kind of get up and move around a little bit and come up front here and be brave. I know there's only a few of us here today. Oh, two of us. All right. I'm so glad that you have braved and come up. Have you been to the Jones County Fair? You have. Did you go one time? One time. Did you do any rides? No, no rides. Did you go through the barns? Yes. And did you eat yummy food? Yeah. Okay, very good. And hopefully the rest of you have had an opportunity to do that as well. Well, there's a theme in today's scriptures, and uh, the theme is prayer. Prayer. And you guys know this, but I don't know if they know this. Our Sunday school last year took on a project, and they made 30 casseroles. Now these casseroles are in our deep freeze in the back, and I've taken one out, sort of. And uh, on these, these casseroles are um, made with love and have been prayed over and are stacked in the, in the freezer. And if pastor has a good mind to remember to bring these to members who are struggling with health, sickness or something going on in their life or maybe the the person who's at home uh, needs a little respite and so we take this to them. Do you remember uh, what was uh, on the top of the casserole? What was on top of the casserole? A prayer. A prayer. And uh, who, who, did, who wrote this prayer? Do you know? Okay. Our children did. Our children did. And so um, I'm here as a prayer. And so I'm going to try to teach you this prayer. And um, 
So I'm going to sit down here, and they can join us. So you don't, don't feel like you're on the spot. So we all have to repeat this prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the world so sweet. Thank you, Lord, for the world so sweet. We thank you for the food we eat. Now let's go back and repeat that. Lord, thank you for the world so sweet. Lord, thank you for the world so sweet. Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the food we eat. We're going to go on. Thank you for the birds that sing. Thank you for the birds that sing. Now we have to go back. Lord, thank you for the world so sweet. Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the birds that Thank you, God, for everything. Did you know this? Did you guys write this prayer? Do you remember this from last year? VBS? All right. Lord, thank you for the world so sweet. Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the birds that sing. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Amen. All right. Did you know that, that the kids made these casseroles and that they go out and maybe some of you have even been recipient of it? Do you know that God invites us to prayer and at times we're the answer to prayer? Have you ever thought of that? That sometimes we're the answer to prayer, that somebody has prayed. And so when you get that inkling or that little nudge and tells you to be kind to someone or to give them a call, maybe just think that God is at work in your life. And so thank you, Connor and Madeline, for being brave and coming up here. Let's give them a round of applause. You can go back to your seat. By the way, we're down to nine casseroles from the 30. And so I thank the children for what a wonderful project that they took on. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How often do we pray? How often do we pray? I know I've challenged you every once in a while, and I've, I've said this probably more than once. When we get up in the morning, if we can just get back to the need to get to the bathroom right away, can we think about God? Thank you, Lord, for bringing me through the night. And then throughout the day, how often do we pray? Do we pray daily? Do we pray weekly? Do we pray um, monthly, yearly? And, and how do we pray? Or, or not how, but, but when do we pray? When do we pray? Um, when I was dating Liz, my, my family never did that. Uh, we, uh, meal time, to have a prayer, there. Uh, in the ready home growing up, uh, we got around the table, it was a round table, and mom's a great cook, and uh, uh, time for dinner, and we'd all rush in, and, and we'd take our places, we kind of had our spot at the table, right? And uh, gobble it down. So then I, I go off to college and I meet this really nice lady and I, and I, you know, I'm kind of fond of her and she invited me up to Appleton, Wisconsin to meet her folks and, uh, you know, the milk's poured and the silverware's there and the, the dish is there and so, oh, we're going to pray. Good idea, right? Come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let these gifts to us be blessed. And uh, still to this day, um, it's, Liz and I have an empty house, but um, we pray that prayer. We pray that prayer. Uh, there's just something about connecting us with God. I know it's a very simple prayer. And sometimes what's going in our, on in our lives, there's always a caboose added to it before we say the amen. 
But it's always that prayer. Come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Do we pray when we get on board the, pr- the plane that we're about to take off? Maybe we're going over the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean and we're thinking, oh my goodness, this thing is in the air. We better say a prayer before we go. Lord, it's been a great life and uh, no. (laughs) Get me through this journey, right? Or before something really uncomfortable. Uh, Before surgery. We we just, we put our trust in, in doctors and nurses and I'm so thankful for them. They have the gifts that God has given them and they're using them in such a wonderful way. Or do we pray for rain? Although we're doing really good this summer, aren't we, with the crops? It's amazing. We can't control these things, and so we ask God, can you bring some rain? Or how about for ourselves or others and what they're facing? For me as your pastor, it is my privilege and my honor to come alongside you in prayer, to hear your story, to know what's going on in your life. It is probably the greatest um, privilege that I have that you trust me with information and we hold that in confidence and we have a prayer together. I can't think of anything more sacred, more holy than having time together with prayer. Not that I'm a great prayer and, and sometimes I will even write you a prayer and send it in the mail. And uh, so that you know that I've been praying for you and, and that these words have come to me to share with you in prayer. Well, today's scripture is all about prayer in one way or another, exercising this gift. In, in Genesis, Abraham is having this, you notice the scripture said, and he came closer. Now, how close can we come to God? We, we, we learned in the Old Testament that Moses uh, wanted to see God, and God said, no, you can't see me because you're sin, and if you were to see me, you would be destroyed. But you know what? I'm going to pass by, and I'm going to hold my hand over, and you'll get a glimpse of my backside. But we know with God coming in the form of flesh of Jesus Christ has lived among us and given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so how do we come close to God but in prayer? And so Abraham has this dialogue. It's a prayer dialogue. How many of us, when we pray to God, we hear back what God might be saying to us? I know I shared this with you some time ago. And sometimes we don't even realize we're in prayer. Liz and I were uh, expecting our uh, second child, and we were living up in west central Minnesota. And so, I don't know if you know where Fergus Falls, Minnesota is. That's where we doctored. And uh, we, we went there for an ultrasound. Just, you know, uh, that's what they do when you're expecting a child. They like to know uh, how that child's developing inside the womb. They want to give you a, a due date. And if you want to know, you can even know the sex of your child uh, before they come out and come into the world. And so we had this ultrasound. It was uh, the strangest deal I've ever seen. Liz, uh, they let me be in there with the room and they place towels discreetly around her and put the goop on this wand and they go up and over her tubby. And it's amazing and you see this imagery coming up. It kind of looks like the moon. you know. <laughs> and uh, afterwards, um, and I think I've shared this before, afterwards then uh, we met with Dr. Rudd Wasson. You can always remember these names because important things happen in your life at that particular time. And we're in his office and he comes in 
and he says, um, did the nurse say anything to you? And we said, well, no, the nurse didn't say anything, but that it was important that we meet with you. And the next thing out of his mouth was something about neural tube disorder, that we're a sheath of cells, and at some point we become a tube, and at the very end is the stem of the brain. And so this is really, really early on in the pregnancy. And when we heard those, those words, it was just shock. And uh, didn't even know we were in prayer. And um, Rudd, Dr. Rudd had left the, the office, and Liz and I stood up, and we just held each other. And it was, what, what's amazing is that we, and, and this is the only time that I've, that I've heard, uh, and it was unaudible uh, words, but I tell you, it was in the center. It was not outside my ears, but in between my ears, and, and said, everything will be okay. And, and Liz said she had the same sensation, but she heard the words, you can handle this. And sometimes we find ourselves not even intentionally in prayer. And, and God sometimes comes close to us. And so that's the message that we received. Um, everything will be okay. You can handle this. And I have to say, it's the only time in my whole life I think that I really sensed a really, really strong connection. And it was before I became ordained or became a pastor. Way, way before. Way before that. In our, in our psalm, the psalmist um, sings a song, or, or a prayer song, of thanksgiving and answering, and answering a prayer. The psalmist is David, and he knows God works things out in our lives, that God has a perfect plan for us. Um, not that we're puppets, but that God is engaging with us all the time. And God wants the very best for us and works out his plan for our lives and will bring us through difficult things that we face. Sometimes it's in the, difficulty, in the difficultness of life, the, the crucible of faith, and sometimes that lies in the family. And, and there, wonderful things come up. Wonderful things come out of the, the ashes. And, and we see growth and new life and our faith taking off. David knows God is for us. Is this our understanding too? In Colossians, Paul understands the depth of God's love to be in relationship with us. And what better way to be in relationship with God than to have dialogue with God, to, to be in prayer. God made us alive together with him when he forgave us all our trespasses that we share in the same baptism as our Lord and our Savior. Jesus didn't have to be baptized. He, he was without sin, but he's showing us the way to the Father. And so we share in the same baptism, death and promised resurrection. God is eager to hear from us, from his beloved children. Are we eager to pray? Sometimes that's for the world shouts out, that's for weak-minded people. Oh, you know, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can handle this. The power is within you. Well, yes, the power is within you through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And in today's gospel, Jesus teaches us how to pray. And he gives us important words. Words that have great and, and deep meaning for God and for us. It is a prayer of dialogue. It is a prayer of dialogue, a prayer of connection, a, a prayer of purpose, a, a prayer of relationship, a prayer of thanksgiving with God. With Abraham, God intended 
and shared his abundant love and mercy that if one righteous person were there in Sodom, God would have withheld destruction. That God is a merciful God, a loving God, but God does judge, and he is a loving judge. With David, God was, has the best in mind for his children. Are we willing to trust our lives with a forgiving and saving God? With Paul, who is understanding the depth of God's love, who wishes to be in relationship with us, listens to us. But after this, Jesus also taught us how important it is to ask, Hallowed be your name. Luther would say, well, what does this mean? Hallowed be your name. Luther says this in the small catechism. It is true that God's name is holy, but we ask in this prayer that God's holiness become holy in us and among us. God's holiness comes into our presence for he has made us holy and this is where we find God's kingdom. And this is not all that Jesus te uh, teaches us in asking the Father. He invites us to ask for daily bread. And he gives it. We are to ask for the gift of life, every good thing, everything that we need to sustain in this life, and we're invited to ask for forgiveness as we are forgiven, though we do not deserve it. God's forgiveness and grace. God forgives. So we ought to forgive others, sharing God's mercy and grace. In receiving and sharing what God has first given us, daily bread, all that we have, and the gift of forgiveness, mercy, and love, we, through the Lord's Prayer, begin to have a relationship with God and neighbor. We are called in our baptism to, to care for others, to realize that we have been forgiven and that we are loved. What a prayer that we have been given, that we are invited to pray this prayer boldly with all faith that we have, with all gusto. And I'm reminded how powerful and meaningful this prayer is when asked to pray the Lord's Prayer with someone in need. It happened again just the other day. I prayed a prayer, but before I left the person's room, they reached out their hand and grabbed a hold of mine and said, Pastor, will you pray the Lord's Prayer with me? It's that important. It holds such great meaning, especially when we're looking and facing our death. And knowing that we have a God who loves us, who will never forsake us, and who taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Trusting in God's extraordinary love, let us come near to the Holy One in prayer. Rejoicing in the works of your hands, we pray for the natural world, 
Make rivers and lakes, oceans and all waterways sparkle with your radiance. Protect water sources close to home with the Makokara and the Wapsipinican rivers. Lord, in your mercy. Interceding on behalf of the vulnerability, we pray for the peoples of the world. Inspire all rulers and governing authorities with your justice. Guide the work of legislatures and public officials that they advocate for the well-being of those that they serve. We seek protection for our military, especially the sons of this congregation, Ben, David, Dustin, and Trevor. Lord, in your mercy. Persistent in prayer, we pray for our neighbors in need. To all who hunger, give daily bread. To all who have bread, give hunger to serve others. Open us to the cries of those who suffer in any way. Tend to those seeking wholeness and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We specially lift up to you this morning, Pauline, Bill, Teresa, Niall, Lois, Kalinda, Chase, Gwen, Sandy, and those only known to you and their family. Lord, in your mercy. Receive the prayers of your children, merciful God, and hold us forever in your steadfast love through Jesus Christ, our holy wisdom. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Go in peace, pray, and serve the Lord. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.